Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Asking for a Friend, the podcast where we try to answer the big and small questions in life that you are sometimes a little bit too afraid to ask. I'm your host, Elena, and today we're talking Britney's memoir, The Progression of Girl Math, why it's time for men to finally step up their manifestation game. And our main topic for today is, are my hormones making me crazy? Today, we have menstrual coach Caro on to help us out. But first, let's head into our first segment. Have you heard that? I forgot to mention last time, and I'm recording this for the second time because I I don't know how this always happens, but I record a perfect first bit of this podcast. And then when I'm like, yeah, this was really good, I listen back to it. And for for whatever reason, the mic wasn't really connected. So I recorded with my MacBook mic. And I cannot tell you how frustrating that is because if you recorded 17 minutes of the first two segments, which we're going to get into in a second, but I needed to rant about this for, for a wee minute because this happened for the second time. And it's really frustrating because you get out of the session, you're like, yes, this was really good. And I loved what I talked about and I loved how it came across. And then you have to do it again. And you cannot just read the script because that would sound absolutely horrible. So this is the second try. And here we go. So where did I stop? I stopped with the fact that I forgot to mention that there are segments in this podcast. Can you imagine? There are segments. So we have the first segment, which is Have You Heard That? This is where we dive into pop culture. We dive into celebrity gossip, everything that's on TikTok right now, on Instagram, like literally anything that you might have heard of, or maybe not. Consider me, you're into the world of celebrity drama and pop culture in general, because some of you might not be as big of a TikTok junkie as I am. And I don't say that proudly. I know that it's a problem and doom scrolling has been a problem for quite some time. I'm, I try to be better, guys. Just, yeah, give me some time. I'm trying to minimize my social media intake a lot. But yeah, so in Have You Heard That? I have two stories today. And the first one, how could we not talk about what's on everyone's mind? Okay, maybe not on everyone's, but at least on my mind. My current Roman Empire is Britney Spears' memoir. So first and foremost, if you're, if you're now like, who the hell is Britney Spears, then either you're too young or too old. Britney Spears is the certified queen of pop. If you grew up in the 90s or the 2000s, like you have, against your will or with your full consent, followed what has been happening with Britney Spears when she was put into a conservatorship, all the drama that went down. If you're a 90s or 2000s child, like you know everything about it. So, and until now, it was always the narrative of the people around her. Now she came out with her memoir and I am here for it because the voice, like the audiobook snippets that have been published on TikTok so far are so juicy. And they all, like not all, but most of them revolve around one person. And I don't mean Britney Spears. It is about Justin Timberlake. Yes, exactly. That Justin Timberlake that just announced that he's going to go on tour or like at least do concerts. I don't know the details on that. But who's going to go on tour with NSYNC? And don't get me wrong. Give me bye 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 any day. I will dance the choreography right next to you. And I'll be like, yes, fucking loving this song. But back then, the narrative was spun that she cheated on him. And then we got the banger that is Crimey River and assert like a lot of other songs. And now we get to hear her side of the story. And I am so here for it because I am sick and tired of women being made the villain in those stories. In her memoir, she comes out with bombshells like he cheated on her continuously with a lot of different women. Some of them she wouldn't 
mentioned in her memoir because she said they are really famous and also have families now. So she didn't want to drag them into it. But also Britney Spears had an abortion and her song, and that's what fans are talking about. Her song every time is not about her relationship with Justin, but it's more about the baby that she lost. So all of these things are coming out and Justin is properly dragged right now. He hasn't commented on it yet. I think that's a wise choice because what are you going to say to this? Seriously, if you've been spinning this narrative all these years that she's the villain, like how are you going to come back from that when she drops something like this? And so we're going to wait. Maybe I'm going to give an update on some of the next episodes, but this is the story so far. So I am going to order my copy today. Haven't done it yet. Shame on me, but I am so here for it. And so are a bunch of my friends. And I'm actually contemplating just starting a book club. If you wouldn't wanted to start a book club with me and <laughs> basically dive into this book as the first book, please let me know. Like message me on Instagram. I'll just put it in the Q&A box below because I really want to do this. I feel like this would be a great book for a book club. And I wanted to start a book club for so long, but with all the other things on my agenda right now, do I have time for this? Probably not. And that's an issue for another day. Moving on. Story number two. You probably know Girl Math. If you don't know Girl Math, here's a little summary of what it is. Girl Math is basically us explaining purchases to ourselves to validate the amount of money that we're paying for it, or in general, how we go about money. So let's say one of the examples is if you're paying cash, what you're buying is free because cash is not real money, right? It's not deducted from your account, so it's free. Another one would be if I pay for something like a concert with my friends and I'm paying for the tickets and my friends pay me back, I made money. I just made profit. It just makes sense. And one of my favorite ones, if I buy something, I return it. I also made money. I made profit. So <laughs> I have probably a bunch more of these examples of what girl math is. And from girl math, there came corporate math. There came boy math. There are like the ADHD math. There's like so many math trends on TikTok right now. And one particularly has caught my attention because as you know from the first episode, I was a dancer. I still love to dance. I'm not actively doing it right now, but I used to be in ballet and kept on dancing, jazz, hip hop, dance hall, all of that. So dance has a special place in my heart. And when I came across this new math trend called dance math or dancer math, I internally and externally screamed because I was so obsessed because I understood every single thing and I was catapulted back to me circa 17, 16, 17, 18 years old, probably younger because a lot of this starts even when you start your dance career. So I'm going to read you a couple because I found this TikTok. I'm going to link it below. I found this one guy, Rylan Noah, and he came up with like a list of dancer math. So I'm going to read some of you and I'm going to explain it to you because if you're not a dancer, you're going to be fucking confused by what I'm reading to you, but bear with me. And to all my dancers who are listening, um, I hope you get a chuckle out of this. So let me read this to you. So number one on dancer math is eight plus one is not nine. It's one, five, six, seven, eight, one. It just makes sense. Boom, skidika. Makes complete sense. And I don't think for everyone who's a dancer, I don't have to repeat myself. For everyone who's not a dancer, there's different dance teachers. One dance teacher might work with counts. Some dance teachers work with random sounds that sound what, like what the moves look like. So boom, skidika could be anything. If you see it and the teacher says boom, skidika, you're going to do it like the teacher and you're going to understand what it is. Moving on. Number three, the and counts. One and two 
and three and four. If you do a choreography, if you do one of the exercises, like it just makes sense. We're counting and counts. There's not just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are and. And the natural progression of that one is the E counts. Any one there to we and uh, again, this is when you elongate certain movements and it's just, it's just so much fun. And the last one I'm going to read you from this list is one full routine equals three workouts. Yes. Imagine doing a whole routine that's about from two to five minutes long. Do it one time through. It's the equivalent of doing three workouts. It's the mental capacity that goes into it, but also the physical capacity. It's insane. So dancer math. I'm going to link it below. So for all you dancers to get a chuckle and for all the non-dancers to read into it and maybe go into dance. Try that because it's really fun. It's really, really fun. And I have been thinking of going to more dance classes and I think I will. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Okay, so this concludes Have You Heard That? Those are my two stories for today, which brings us to our second segment, which is That's Mental. And this is basically the part of the podcast where I'm either ranting or I'm sharing something from my life that I feel like could be beneficial for you to tools and tips that I use to calm my nervous system or new coaching impulses that I have picked up for myself. And it's basically a corner where we are embracing the Delulu lifestyle. And basically, I give you a little bit of a glimpse what's happening in my life as well. So I brought one thing with me today that uh, I don't know how to say this, because if I was younger, this would have just struck me the wrong way. So to give you a little bit of background, I scrolled through TikTok, as I do, and I came across this video of this girl. It's all pink and it's very aesthetic and she has all these little knickknacks and she just, you just see from the video that she loved creating this apartment. And the sound underneath was basically asking like, aren't you afraid that no man is ever going to want to live here? And this triggered me in a way because it reminded me of a comment that I got when I was still living in Hamburg in my own apartment by myself. I loved that apartment because it was mine and I designed it and I put all of the effort into it. And when people came into my apartment, they said, oh my God, this has such a good energy. And it made me feel good about myself. And it, I felt so at home there. So I, was, I loved spending time there. And one day I had a friend back then come to my apartment and she just told me that, oh, your apartment is not looking like you want a man in your life. Because I mean, there's only one towel rag and it's not really inviting for a man. It's quite feminine. And back then I felt embarrassed and thought, oh, of course, I'm the problem. Yeah, that's why I, why none of my relationships come to be. That's why I'm not in a relationship right now. Like, it's me. I am the problem. Like, I have to accommodate. I'm, I have to change. I have to change myself. I have to change my apartment so that I'm attracting a man. And right now, even, to say, even, even telling the story, I feel sad for that version of me, like of how much she wanted to be loved that she thought that she was the person to change. And in hindsight, what the hell was that comment? Like, can we stop making women the problem? Like I see all of my female friends manifesting, working on themselves, investing in themselves, coaching, therapy, women's circles. They're just, they're joining book clubs. They're going for jobs. They're literally creating their dream lives. And now do you know any man in your life who's actively going, like who's actively doing this, who's putting in the work? Oh, I am so comfortable with my own life that if someone comes along tomorrow and they want to be in a partnership and I like that person and that person shares the same values and we're having fun and he has good humor, then I'm so open for it. 
And if that doesn't happen tomorrow, that is also okay. And until that person comes into my life, I'm going to decorate the shit out of my apartment the way that I want it. Because first and foremost, I'm here to make a good life for myself. And I want to share that with someone sometime. But until then, can I make it beautiful for myself? Can I put all the pink and cozy stuff in there? Yes, I can. And yes, you should. You should because while you shouldn't be waiting for anyone, make a good life for yourself and the right people will be coming into your life. You will attract those people if you're being yourself. There's like, why would you change yourself? Why would you change everything you're doing in your life right now to accommodate someone who isn't there yet? That's you doubting that who you are is enough. And let me tell you right now, you are enough. What you are right now, who you are right now, the values you have, you hold. This is enough. And there are so many people out there, so many men and women out there who are looking for the same thing. And I trust that. And be more Delulu. And that's my call to men as well. You know, start going to these, like start investing in yourself. Start going to the men's circles. Embrace your vulnerability. Like start manifesting. Manifest the person or the opportunity and don't just leave it to the women this is my call to men and women like as women we want and i'm gonna say this and then i'm gonna stop my rant but as women we want to be soft we don't want to be like hey we love our independence but we don't want to be independent all of the time and sometimes i just I just want someone to decide, like, tell me what to eat, tell me what to wear. I don't know if you're like, if you're familiar with the show Fleabag, but in there, there's this scene where she's sitting with a pastor and she basically what you think, because it's fucking hard sometimes to be in your feminine when the whole world around you is not accommodating for that. And you have to be, and you have to be in this energy of doing things. We want to be soft for a while. And when that partner comes along on both sides, on the female side, on the male side, like the partner, we want a partner who allows us, whose energy allows us to be soft so we can put our head down for once and just let us be in our like chill, soft, feminine energy. But that takes a man who is also in his healthy masculine and knows how to lead. Okay, this is enough for my rant. And this was That's Mental. And now on to the favorite segment of this podcast, where we answer the questions that Asking for a Friend is actually about. Today, I have a wonderful guest. She's a certified double cancer. She's also a menstrual cycle coach, a feminine healer. She works with the womb. Is there anything this woman doesn't do? I don't think so. She's also one of my dearest friends. Welcome to Asking for a Friend, Caro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here because I literally couldn't have thought of anyone more perfect for this episode. We're talking about the topic of, are my hormones making me crazy? Also, hormones, a very hard word to say in English. I feel like there's, it's, it's much easier to do in German for me, but still. So the topic is, are my hormones making me crazy? And before we dive into that, I like to ask my guests two questions because with these two questions, I feel like you can tell a lot about a person. And the first one is, Carol, who's your celebrity hall pass? Well, <laughs> as I am not so well, like so familiar with like the celebrities of the world, um, I'm going to have to go with a classic, you know, like Ryan Gosling, I'm going to say. So yeah, a little bit embarrassing, but here we go. <laughs> did you, excuse me, did you just call Ryan Gosling embarrassing? You're talking about the one and only Ken. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit generic, but let's go with it. It's fine. <laughs> You're literally saying that it's generic to have a celebrity hall pass that coined the phrase Knuff. I am Knuff. So no, I think it ranks very high on celebrity hall passes, if you ask me. Um, and at one point, I'm definitely want to do like a a ranking of like my guests' hall passes. Mm-hmm. Well, you should definitely like uh, get people to answer a poll or something like to kind of like see like which ones they agree with or something like the audience would be super cool. That is a great idea. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down because there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight in that poll and in the comments of people just like fighting for their hall pass. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Do you want to know mine? Oh, yes, please give it to me. Do you want to know mine? Yes, I do. I answered, I answered, I think I answered this in the first episode as well, but um, my celebrity hall pass, and I don't, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, but my celebrity hall pass is Pedro Pascal. Yes, I know. <laughs> you actually told me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at first I was a bit like, what? But then, you know, he has a nice smile. He's like, a proper man like I kind of get it I kind of get it I kind of do yeah so yeah I mean I sent you the edits right I sent you the edits of like the TikTok videos that yeah oh this is this is yeah the damn folder yeah it's probably going to be at some point it's probably going to be a segment on like being like who's new on the damn folder (laughs) (laughs) but who knows who knows maybe we're going to do that but Mm -hmm. Yeah. Question number two. Yes. And this one goes a little deeper. So what is an unpopular opinion you have? An unpopular opinion. Healing happens in relationships. I think that... Okay, why is it unpopular? I think that there's a lot of this kind of um, in the healing world kind of going around like, yeah, you make sure you, you know... Can I curse on this podcast or not? Like, (laughs) make sure you kind of please, (laughs) like, have all your shit figured out before you like get into a relationship with another human being. And I, I agree to some degree to that, but I also think that we are social beings, and it's so normal to need that love and reassurance and validation. And I think, like, what I've seen also in my women's circles, like how healing it is to engage in like this, this vulnerability like vulnerability is medicine like it's the biggest medicine of all in my opinion and um yeah i truly i i I think healing happens when we bring people together and we can relate with each other and none of that like oh i have to do everything myself and like we kind of i don't know i feel like this world is so individualistic kind of um and i think i want to kind of move away from that because i don't want to have to do everything by myself and i want to be able to depend on other people and i want other people to depend on me and i think when we can kind of break that stigma like we don't have to do everything by ourselves then a lot of things would shift in the world i believe yeah i I mean, we live more, like, we are more lonely than ever before. Like, we also used to be, like, living in communities, right? Like, um, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Um, So, yeah, I think healing happens in relationships. Yeah. So what happens, like, are you only talking about loving relationships or are you also talking, like, about friend relationships? Because we might, because we might argue, you know, Mm -hmm. that... um, 
and it is an unpopular opinion. So that's nice because we can talk about it. Because sometimes I feel when people say that to me, if I'm right now, I'm single, you are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So when people say to me, it's like, yeah, healing happens in relationships. And that's just a certain part you can heal by yourself. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, but that person just didn't come along yet. So does that mean that I'm not fully healed and that I won't be able to heal until I am in a relationship? Here's the thing. I think you can do a lot of healing on your own, but I think the wounds that are caused in relationships also heal in relationships. And I think that goes with a lot of things. Like, for example, yeah, I don't know if, if you have like a, like a traumatic experience of a relationship and then you get to experience another relationship. And then you feel like, actually, like, this is like a very secure dynamic, right? And I can feel safe mm -hmm. here and I can soften here and I can yes. be myself here. And like, there's no, um, you know, no backlash. There's no like judgment. There's no like, um, there's just acceptance of what you are. And then you can, you know, it's in those moments that you feel like, oh, maybe I can let this go. Maybe this was actually not like meant to like be... Um, how to say like generalized because what happens when you experience things that yes. are very painful our bodies kind of close off and they're like oh like let's make sure this doesn't happen again right and so we shut off ourselves off kind of to protect ourselves but then we also keep like the the possibility for like another reality of like things for example, love not being painful or not being um, secure and safe. Like we keep that out as well. And so when we learn to open um, in relationships that are safe and where we can truly be ourselves, I, I truly think then we can also let go of these old wounds or like these, of course, there's always going to be scars of things that you went through. But, and the same goes for friendships, you know, like there's a lot of women that, experience like these gossipy friendships like in high school or like people talking about like about them behind their backs or something you know and I also see this in women's circles like you know women that are like I didn't know it could be like this right and that yeah like safe right yeah it's all about that safety with everything like in any healing space I feel like this is the foundation of everything when you have that safety a lot of things are possible yeah so yeah. But I agree definitely that you can you can do a lot of work on yourself and a lot of people don't do the work they need to do on themselves because they think a relationship is going to heal them and that's not what I'm talking about clearly. So yeah, please keep that in mind. Um you know, another person is not going to fix you, but the things you have learned about relationships that were maybe painful or traumatic like in the past can be healed through new healthy dynamics like that's yeah that's what I mean yeah I feel like the the last thing that you said is very important it's like there's a difference between healing something in a relationship and needing another person to heal so you know because sometimes it's uh, not as easy to get into a relationship because yeah. maybe like you are meeting not meeting the right people maybe you're not ready right now maybe you don't want to that doesn't mean that your healing is stifled at some point it's more like you get more experiences and more opportunities to heal yourself when mm -hmm. you then get into those relationships awesome Thank you so much for this unpopular opinion. And uh, for the listeners, please reach out to us as well on Instagram or down through the question box below because we would love to hear your input as well. We love, would love to hear um, how do you see this unpopular opinion? Definitely. Definitely. Yes.
Are you ready to dive into the question for today? Oh, I am so ready to dive into the question. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I also asked on my story, I asked my followers to send in some questions as well. Everything around, because literally this topic is so broad, but it's literally about like, why are my hormones making me crazy? So we're talking yeah. about how we feel during a period, before a period. And why I invited you and why I wanted to have you on the pod is because you actually have the knowledge what happens in our bodies while this whole thing goes on. Kao, are you ready to jump into today's question? The one that I got you on the pod for? Hell yes. <laughs> Can't wait. So just as a reminder, as a reminder for the listeners, we're talking today about the question, are my hormones making me crazy? And I would love to enter the episode because I asked my followers on Instagram, I asked them for input, what they want to know, everything around period, hormones, sex, relationships, all of that. And one I really resonated with because <laughs> this is literally me when I'm close to my period. Okay. Someone wrote in, I broke down in tears because I couldn't open a jam jar. Why? Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is literally... <laughs> This is me every single time before I get my period and not on my period, but like before I get my period, it's so wild because the smallest thing will just set me over the edge and everything could be fine. Like the minute before, and then there's one little thing and I'm crying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is if that's normal or not, or... Basically, yeah. So okay. if you could give us some insight into what has actually happened, because the question is, are my hormones making me crazy? Are our hormones actually responsible for this reaction? Definitely. There's a very big distinction to make here. So, you know, like the first half of your cycle where everything is kind of dandy and beautiful and you feel like really like, oof, like everything's going quite fine. I'm feeling like, you know, desirable, magnetic, like, yes, I have this energy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh God, how did I get here? Like annoyed by everything, like just really like exactly like crying over a jam, like jar that you cannot open. Um, and in a, in a short answer, like it is normal to be more sensitive before your period. But what our hormones are doing, like during the first half, it is kind of as estrogen dominant. So estrogen is going to make you feel more sensual, more desirable, more magnetic, more feminine. She um, And she's basically wanting you to make babies. That's what she wants. Okay. So that's like the first half of your cycle, right? See, that's the juicy that's stuff. That's juicy stuff. She also gets everything wet down there, makes everything feel nice. You know, we love some good old estrogen. Um, <laughs> and then we also have that rise in energy, right? Like we have the capacity. And I think that is a very important distinction to make is that with estrogen rising, our capacity is also rising. Like each different season of our cycle has a different archetype to it. And so during inner spring, which is the time you come out of menstruation, that's like the maiden phase. So you're like really curious, really um, like coming out of the cocoon. You're like kind of, okay, what interests me? Like, can I flirt with life, right? And then you come into inner summer where it's all about like, oof, giving birth to the things that I want to create in this world. And like feeling that desire pulsate through your body and feeling like that 
feminine fertility and magnetism, right? And then we come into inner autumn, which is also like, you know, the premenstrual phase. Like for me, it has become such a sacred time, but it has a very different energy to it, right? Like so spring and summer are much more outwards and we can kind of think of this time as the outer lights are on, right? Like the world around us grasps our attention and our focus is more outwards. And what happens with the second half of our cycle is that um, estrogen drops. It also kind of gradually rises again, like mid-luteal phase, but it's mainly progesterone dominant. And progesterone is... As the name says, it comes from two progestates. So it's basically your pregnancy hormone. And so if you're pregnant, this hormone is going to keep rising before because it wants to kind of sustain the baby, right? So what is it going to do? It's going to make you mm -hmm. very tender and introverted. It's going to make you more hungry, like your metabolism is going up. You want to sleep more. It, you know, I don't know if you maybe have noticed this, but I sleep so well in my luteal phase. Do you have a question? <laughs> Yeah, no, because it's, it's, it's literally, it's like when you said hungry, I yeah. am so freaking hungry. Why am I, why am I censoring myself? I'm so fucking hungry. I'm so, by the way, you can swear on this podcast as much as you want. Swear as a sailor. Um, uh -huh. I'm so fucking hungry the week before I get my period. Once I get my period, no more appetite. Yep. And this is totally normal because what is causing this is so the second half, as I said, like it's progesterone dominant and like it peaks kind of like, one week before you get your period right and so what's 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 causing this hunger is like progesterone is causing your temperature to rise and it's it's causing your metabolism to rise so i just want to say once and for all on this podcast it is healthy and necessary to nourish yourself before your period okay you on average women need on average okay 250 calories more in their luteal phase than they do at any other phase in their cycle. So give yourself permission to nourish yourself properly. And I'm not saying like eat all the chips or like all the things, you know, dose it a bit because at this time you're... But also do. But also do, yes. I mean, we all... Well, I would say get some... Because very oftentimes it's also like... um causing like blood sugar spikes right so if you want to eat like something sweet do it after your meals because during this time your blood sugar levels are very unstable so you want to focus on things that are going to maintain healthy blood sugar levels because coming back to the question like these really intense spikes can also induce anxiety right and so as our blood sugar is a lot more unstable during this time it's really like a very holistic picture that we can make and so what happens then When we are more introverted, you know, we want to stay home, eat curry on the couch, read a book, all these things. Our capacity to be social. Just one, one thing. Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in that phase, yes. I don't want curry. I no. want like, I want the chips and I want the ice cream and literally like whatever I can get. Like I have the, it's like you shouldn't go to the grocery store hungry, right? Because you will just like buy everything under the sun. Yes. I feel like that mm -hmm. is the same. Like whenever I'm like approaching my period, I'm just mm -hmm. like, what can I eat? And the answer is yes. Yeah, no, I get it. I <laughs> so get it. when you say that, so it's nice to get like a balance into it. Yeah. But, but as you said, like the main reason is like to nourish yourself because I feel like a lot of times we can, as women, um, as women who bleed, I have to, we should yes. specify that. But like as women who bleed, like we we are so hard on ourselves as oh, well yeah. so there's like this this shame yeah. that we a lot of times like at least like it's with me and like with the people yeah. that like in my friend circle we talked about it before as well 
it's this there's this shame of like being like eating so much yeah. and then we know it's a hormones like we know that it's not us picking out because like we have no self-control it's literally because our hormones essentially are making us crazy yeah but um I feel like there are so many more things that play into that as well. And um, another topic that we sometimes talked before and talked about before, and that I also want to get into in a little bit is like um, the inequality when it comes to women um, having like a hormonal cycle of 28 days and men going through it for like, what, 24 hours? That's like their hormonal cycle. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Am I am I lying right now, or is that am I no, correct? No, no, no. Male, so men have a cycle of twenty four hours. So their testosterone peaks in the morning and gradually decreases throughout the day. So they do have a hormone cycle, but it's basically like what we go through in like actually it's on average like twenty nine point five days. It's the same as a moon cycle, by the way. So I think that's a I'm beautiful distinction to make. But um, yeah, and then so we move through those phases. Like for example, like. How men feel like in the morning, that's how we feel like during inner spring and summer, for example. And then in the afternoon where their um, energy kind of plummets like that or plummets, is that the right word? Like decreases. That's our inner autumn. And then like in the evening where they're like, oh God, I cannot even be bothered to get off the couch. Like that's on our periods, right? Um, But yeah, actually, I wanted to also come back to that because I think, I think this kind of ties into the first question, like how as women we're kind of forced to function like men and like it's not because we are in a different phase of our cycle that kind of the expectations of the outside world kind of fall away and so as women we a lot of times don't really feel that support during this phase and we feel like oh god there's so many expectations that are you know expected of me and like I don't have the capacity to deal with that right now and I I find it you know so many women find it so hard to just like take time for themselves and like when we are like premenstrual when these things such as PMS or PMDD all these kind of like more um, mental I mean of course there's a physical aspect to it but like these these thoughts and like this very emotional reaction that's also just like this um the but i feel like i know what you're saying it's like we already like we're in this phase where we as you said we want support but it's so hard to ask for it because there's already like sometimes there are even like we just want someone to just cuddle us yeah. we just want someone to do things for us because in those phases yeah. we don't have and this is a psa for every i hope men who listens to this podcast if you have women in your circle if you have a boy, a, a girlfriend a sister or in that time if you know that they're menstruating right now be a little extra nice to them we will we truly appreciate it because like the amount of times i'm just like i have absolutely no inclination to do anything on those days but i still like we still have to get to go to work and i want to get to that because those are just some of the things why when we have our periods as women um life gets so much harder and i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times it's not talked about enough because it's not only that we are literally bleeding we also are cramping and uh we're also having the headaches of our life i'm I'm not even talking about endometriosis because that's a whole different topic but life itself is already stressful Mm -hmm. and then you just add like 10 pounds because that's literally it and then we get to like yeah I do want to mention that like very heavy headaches or very heavy cramps and stuff like this is normalized, but this is not normal. Like I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. And I just wanted to say something as well. Um, 
about yeah the partner thing i want to also say something about like because i think this is one of the times where we can actually bond with our partners the most right because it's a a phase where we're really tender Mm. and vulnerable and like the veils between like the inner and the outer world are very thin right like and we're we want to be like cuddled and like it's also you know you have this inner summer where your sexual desires are going to be higher for example but during this phase like this is a phase like premenstrual where you really can take your time and it's a it's a a phase of slowness and and building up that romance and like really you know that very intimate time with one another where you can really build it up as well and just really yeah also feel heard in your vulnerability because that's such an important part like as women it's we are almost like kind of forced into this role of like always giving right we're always giving always nurturing always like being there for everybody now let me ask you this because i feel like a lot of times a yeah women don't know how to ask for it and b like a lot of times if do you have like maybe a couple of like examples of how this like slowing down could work because as you said in this fast-paced world it's not easy to slow down it's literally like the amount of times i want to slow down but i am thinking of my to-do list i'm thinking of everything i wanted to accomplish what are like maybe yeah your best your like top three tips of like how to embrace a slower pace when you're on your period the first thing that actually comes to mind is that There's a difference between like a horizontal timeline and a vertical timeline. And I feel like as women, we need in order to rest up, like I can go, you know, very much like high pace, like for example, during my inner summer, and then I get into inner autumn. I'm talking about literally last week. So it is for me like very present. And then I'm like, oh my God, I need like a week of like just laying on the couch. Like I'm so exhausted when actually all I need is to really be with myself and to really sit in that vertical timeline okay like really sinking into my body and like feeling my body moving my hips like feeling my breath like really you know when you have these moments of deep deep presence and being with yourself you don't actually need a whole week very oftentimes right like because we don't work in this masculine way because we like The masculine timeline is horizontal, right? It's about doing, doing, doing. Whereas the feminine is about being. So if you can just be with yourself, and I literally mean being with yourself, sitting still, feeling, if we're talking about menstruation, for example, feeling your body, like literally giving your belly space. We are taught to suck in our bellies all the time. Have a flat stomach. Don't take too much space, you know? Give it space. This is your feminine center. This is like the richness of all of life, right? This is, this is your portal for creativity. This is your portal for your intuition, for your pleasure, for your sensuality, for your sensitivity, right? Like feel into it. Feel what she needs right now and put your hand on your belly and literally be like, okay, what does it feel to actually send like, you know, my love to this part of myself? Like, what does she have to tell me? What does she have to say? What does she need? Because when you become quiet, like she speaks to you. I truly believe that. Yeah. I think like that is hard for some, yeah. for some people. At least I can say this about myself. It's hard to just be sometimes. Yeah. And especially, and I brought like, because we're also sharing personal stories here. Mm-hmm. I did a deep dive yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was preparing for this episode. I was doing a deep dive into, because I was doing all, t- all things um, period. And 
you mentioned to me something because when we talked about this episode, you mentioned to me, you're like, oh, this is actually like, can I talk about why are people still using tampons? And just, so just like, this literally prompted me to like, I, I wrote something down. Let me quickly read this out because I went into a deep dive um, because I was like, okay, we love, um, I love that we're tackling, like, I love that we're tackling this topic, like, straight at the beginning of the podcast mm -hmm. because I feel like this topic like we don't openly talk about it a lot of times like we are now really deep into the episode right now and we are already have talked about so many things but I want to put a disclaimer out there and I know it comes to the end of the episode but first of all yes women bleed women with uteruses bleed that is uh natural that is normal and uh can I say something please period panties what are the why are you using them instead of let's say tampons pads whatever but the thing is like in ayurveda it's actually called agni it's like this downward stream in your body and so like your period is meant to flow down right it's like it's it's flowing out okay it's a downward stream and what are we doing blocking that stream with something that has so much toxins in it, you know, that is not normal, that is not supposed to be in our bodies, right? And so um, if you have cramps, if you suffer from like, you know, very painful bleeds, I encourage you, the first thing I want you to do is get rid of the tampons, like put them away, buy yourself some period panties, which is like much cheaper in the long run, you know, <laughs> or free bleed, you know, that's what I do. I literally have this might trigger some people but i have one specific pair of pants i wear them on the first or second day of my period and like i just let it all out i don't mind um because i feel like it's such um a collective shame we hold as women like about our blood right mm -hmm. and i think there's such power in reframing that and reclaiming that as something sacred something beautiful something um that makes us women, right? And building a relationship with your blood is definitely going to also transform your relationship with womanhood because this blood like is what is oh, able yes. to, to give birth, you know? Like if we didn't bleed, we wouldn't be able to give birth to the people that are shaming us for having periods, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying like, um, you know, if you have really heavy periods, like you shouldn't just, you know, if that's what you want, then you can do that. But for me, I'm not such a heavy bleeder. So for me, it's like perfectly fine. Um, but you can, you can really get like good coverage or how you want to call it, like with some period panties and support your downward flow because your body wants to release at this time. Allow it to relax. Don't put something in there that's going to make everything more constricted because as women, we already hold so much tension in our pelvis, right? We already hold so much in there. Don't put more in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what we want to do. So yeah, I would really advise you to... Or if you want to use something, you can also use a menstrual cup. Um, that's what I did at first. I, yeah, also, I love that too. Yeah, yeah same. I, I think if you want to build a relationship with your blood, you can also use it then to like paint or like give it back to the earth or something like this, which are practices that I've also done. And like, I love painting with my blood. Um, but yeah, like these days I just let it flow out, like just have some period panties and, and um, support like the flow and like... 
you're probably going to ruffle a lot of feathers with um, with that last comment of like painting with your blood because I can already hear like especially like not not just men but like in in, in general no not as like a bad thing but like it's it's just not something that's like yeah you're like are your hormones making you crazy is this crazy to do this no it's like it's it's a it's a thing that you can also do give it back and like I feel like you should do with your body what you feel good doing and but still like also maybe what you said about shame i like that a lot because maybe question yourself like why are you doing certain things during your period is it because you really want to or is it because because a lot of times when i was younger i hated getting my period it was horrible like i was i was like oh no again it was like it was just like i the only reason why i liked it it was like <laughs> not pregnant um <laughs> like, that was the only reason why i loved getting it yeah. and i feel like nowadays especially like when you're going like when you have an iud or something like that then and you lose your period once mm-hmm. you lose your period due to like maybe um something changed in your hormonal structure because you started eating differently maybe you had you were sick for a longer time it's it's really this thing once you no longer have it at least that was for me i missed it i was like oh this is weird because once i went to circles like we talked about um like it actually gave me the connection to my body back yeah and i didn't see my period as something that is shameful something that i shouldn't have yeah it was more of like a deeper connection to myself and i'm after i shed the shame the shame about like because it was always like oh are you on your period again and the comments you would get right that's why the questions are my hormones making me crazy it's because people around us used to make us feel crazy or like there's the stigma around as well in society where it's like you're being asked like, and, and, and there were multiple times when i was at work or when i was with friends and it's like always this this comment once you stood up for yourself yeah. the first thing they would always yes. contort with is yeah. like oh are you on your period again is that why you're hysteric bitch and it's like no it's because you're fucking like you're going on my fucking nerves that is the reason i don't have to have a period for that for that i just have to have a working brain and just because i don't i'm going off right now because this topic like the amount of times it's so outdated it's so outdated to say that women are hysterical because they're on their period no we don't have to have a reason we don't have to have a reason to be in a bad mood we also don't have to have a reason to tell you that you're out of line the thing instead is, of boundaries. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it's just women are much more in touch with their bodies, like, premenstrually, you know? And where I said, like, the outer lights are on during inner spring and summer, the inner lights are on during inner autumn and winter. And so you're much more aware of your intuition. You're much more aware of your boundaries. And we live in a society that likes their women submissive. I said it, you know? They don't yes. like women that are holding up their boundaries. <laughs> like dropping the truth bombs. I'm just, you know, you know, they don't like women that are upholding their boundaries that are speaking their truth that are standing firmly you know in their truth and it's just the only reason people started saying that it's kind of like the same like with your wishes stories you know um the only reason why people are saying that is because like women are over their power and the, 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 that's also why menstruation is so shamed. Like this is because it's a moment where a woman is in her power, in her femininity, in her body, right? She is in touch with herself, you know? And um, also side note, like it's such a, 
cultural thing as well because like in matriarchal societies like in in native america there were like tribes where where women on their periods were actually like considered sacred right because we're much more in touch with the spiritual Mm -hmm. world as well like if you meditate you also know that you're much you know you're able to go much deeper on that vertical line with yourself when you're bleeding because you're in your body you're so tender all your inner lights are on you're in this moment of presence with yourself and that used to be something sacred that used to be honored you know women used to gather like we also bled at the same time by the way um because we were synced with the new moon before we had like artificial lighting and stuff and so women used to bleed together in menstrual huts and like gather like this sacred wisdom and then share it with their tribes like that's where women's circles come from right? It comes from a ritual of bleeding together. Yeah. And I think I love this so much because that exactly what you said is like, just to summarize what you said, is like this, our society likes the women submissive. Yes. And we're waking up. It's like, look all around the world, all around the world. It's like women are waking up. Um, there's a study that said that like men are the loneliest they have ever been, which is like, yeah because women no longer adhere to the standard and they don't they no longer put up with it is also it's also historical because we now are more independent because we can because we have more rights we still don't have enough rights and that would be a totally different conversation but basically connect what i I think what i'm trying to say also Mm -hmm. and we can connect we the way we connected on this is the same it's like Mm -hmm. connect with other women go to gatherings they don't have to be women's circles like sometimes that can be book clubs that can be sharing circles but i feel to realize that yes your hormones might be making you crazy but to realize that it's not it's only crazy because we are made to feel like we're the only ones feeling that way but Mm -hmm. once you get together with women and you realize you're exchanging your thoughts when you realize there's so much like that you that you have a gift you have a gift in being cyclical a bleeding person in being yes in being cyclical as well it's like you connecting with other women and once that happens also this mean girl behavior that you touched on at the beginning Mm -hmm. that kind of goes away because we realize that we don't have to work against each other it's it's more like we actually share the same things like how often have we sat in a circle together and then one person shares and everyone else in the circle is like oh shit like me too like and i thought i was the only one and i feel that brings it very nicely together for this episode because Mm -hmm. it's it's not just you okay because i do want to touch on what i said like painting with my blood and like i think this kind of ties into what you're saying like i saw this girl on instagram like jasmine carter i think she's called and i saw her painting she paints with her menstrual blood right And I was like, wow, I wish I could do that. I would be so ashamed. Like, I would feel so uncomfortable, right? And then I was like, at some point, like, wait a minute, I can also do that. I'm going to try that. And right now, like, I'm so comfortable with that. And that's the same as what you say. Like, when when one woman shines her light, it gives other people permission to do the same. And when one woman steps into her power, all women can step in their power, right? So Exactly. I love that. And that's perfect. That's actually, you know what? That is actually the perfect like conclusion to a podcast episode. Yeah. And just to summarize it, A, it's perfectly normal to feel towards the end, uh, towards the beginning of your period, to feel Mm -hmm. a little crazy. And we don't want to, we don't want to say it's crazy. 
Because it's not. It's normal. It's an invitation to uphold your boundaries. Exactly. So see this as a sign of like you getting your period, you getting to set your boundaries. Mm. You have this opportunity to share like what you need. And also it's perfectly fine. Also, maybe think about what are you doing like during your cycle and with like period products and stuff. Are you doing this because everyone does it? Or are you doing this because it feels good for you? So check in with yourself first. And I feel like that is what we should always do. We should check in what feels best for us first. And then the last thing, connect with other women. And that means all women, not just women with uterus, like people with uteruses, but connect with women in general, share stories, exchange your stories and realize that we're actually all very connected with each other. I love this. This was just beautiful. And thank you for all of your wisdom. And Carol, this wouldn't be asking for a friend if I didn't have a question for you as well. Because now we talked about what other people are asking for a friend, but what are you asking for a friend? It actually ties very much into this episode because um, I think when I, I, what I would ask a friend for a friend or asking for a friend is... Um, how to remain soft while still upholding like firm boundaries? I think that's a, a good question. Mm. I would love an episode on that, basically. So, <laughs> Ooh. yeah. And with, with our last episode then, that I ask all my guests, it's always the case. I'm like, we can touch on it right now or we can just leave it for the listeners mm-hmm. or for a further episode. Yeah. Mm, the only thing I think that comes to mind when I think of it, like how to keep your boundaries while remaining soft is that first to realize that setting boundaries is okay. Setting boundaries is not about you shutting anyone out. It's actually you being able to uphold your own energy and making deeper connections with the people around you. Because if you are expending all your energy on how other people, if other people are feeling okay, if you put other people on the pedestal and as a priority before yourself, that's you not being soft with yourself. So setting a boundary, it sounds very hard, but it's actually not. Setting a boundary in itself is being soft with yourself because you realize that if you're already spending all of your energy on everyone else, how can you show up for everyone else if you have nothing left to give? People also think like when you put a boundary with someone, then they feel like, you know, kind of like shut out of like this certain part of your life but oftentimes you're trying to keep them in your life right in a way that is sustainable yeah and one more thing is and this is like a psa to every every people pleaser out there and everyone who's just starting to set boundaries if someone is mad at you or gets mad at you for setting a boundary it's because they benefited from you not having any and I want to repeat yeah. that because this a lot of people need to hear that because I needed to hear that. If people get upset because you are setting a boundary with them, it's because they profited from it to begin with. And that's a fact. All right, Carol, are we ready to wrap this episode up? Um, before we leave, where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram, which is Caro van de Loverbos. I think you will link it because people don't know how to write it. But um, yeah, and I also have a website, which is carovandeloverbos.com. Um, I also do feminine photography, which is thegoddessspace.com with 
three S's. Um, uh, with two S's, sorry. Um, and yeah, that's it actually. Um, yeah, but I would say find me on Instagram and there you'll find everything you need to know in the bio. So yeah. Yeah, I will link everything in the show notes so you can find Caro everywhere where she is present. Definitely give her a follow. Her content is so freaking valuable. And if you want to know more about this topic, she's the person to go to. Um, I want to hear from you guys now. Uh, what are you asking for a friend? What questions do you have that just feel too personal sometimes? Maybe you're too uncomfortable, too embarrassed uh, to ask them for yourself, but you really want us, me and my guests to dive into them. Feel free to drop them down below in the question box or send them to me at Elena Megan on Instagram. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. Um, thank you, Caro, for being part, being guest at uh, this episode of Asking for a Friend. My name is Elena. New episodes drop every Tuesday and you can find this podcast everywhere you're listening to podcasts on your favorite platforms. So don't forget to subscribe and thank you again to Caro for being such a wonderful, amazing guest and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.